0: Hey, yo, Sean Steves.
1: Hey, Sean, what's up? It's
0: Tom. This is, you know, with a mixtape, we give our two and a half cents on pretty much whatever we deem is relevant. There's no real topics. We don't even have a real niche. We're just giving you worldly dialogue about whatever the hell we feel is relevant. Come and fly with us. Tommy F. and Schneider, what's going on?
1: Not a whole lot. Football season's around the corner. Summer's ending. <laughs> We like, don't care, summer's almost over, The the days are getting shorter they
0: are I noticed that, yeah, notice the days getting shorter I mean usually
1: quite an observation on your part,
0: yeah, you know usually I uh, you know it excites me because you know that means uh football season is what uh two weeks away, so but, um September mm-hmm. opening night, so yeah, I don't give a shit. Weeks away, yeah. Well, actually, for me, you know, I'll be paying more attention to the college game. Isn't uh the college kickoff is this weekend, right? No. Yeah, college
1: starts earlier. Um,
0: Either this week or next weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's this weekend or not, but you know, you got the usual suspects who are uh, top top. Alabama's preseason ranked number one. Clemson's up there. Oklahoma, uh, but but. and Meyer. Get-
0: Suspended for three games. Okay, you know who else is ranked? What's well, that? twenty-five in the in the Sports Illustrated poll and thirty in the ESPN uh, preseason poll. Who? My FAU Owls. Oh. Unusual suspects, and you know they uh, open up against, I believe September the first week of September. Okay. They open up against one of the teams you just named.
1: Clemson? Oklahoma. Okay.
0: Boomer Center.
1: I'm Hopefully. Sure. Uh, Clemson one year. I think it was a bloodbath. it was like 63-7 to seven or something.
0: Yeah. But, you know, this is a different FAU team. Um, running back Devin Singletary is actually a dark horse Heisman candidate. You know, this ain't your grandfather's FAU you Owls. Know,
1: has FAU been around long enough to have a grandfather?
0: No, F- yeah, Personal. your grandfather doesn't have FAU but still. Yeah. This ain't our FAU.
1: Okay, fair enough. But
0: we lived through FAU. the first golden age of FAU football, but this is this is a new era, Talk you
1: know. about FAU. Nobody cares about FAU outside of Boca Raton. <laughs>
0: That's the alma mater, dude. Show some love. You're almost alma mater.
1: Almost. Yeah, it's two years there. I went to one game. I went to the Orange Bowl, the last one of the last games at the Orange Bowl. Saw some uh some fan FAU fan try to leave with one of the chairs from the uh from the stadium. He ripped it out and some lady security guard caught him and the kid was gonna cry. He's like, oh, My dad used to play here. And it's like he yeah, that out. Not relevant at all. I think he's just a little uh a little embarrassed. But uh he looked like because he stuck it in his sweatshirt and he just had some square chest. A seat. A seat, yeah. Okay. Classic little seat. I don't know what he planned on doing with it, but
0: yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay, stone seeds. So, Ooh.
1: Urban Meyer suspended for three games after the review, the investigation of whether he knew or not what had happened between assistant coach Zach Smith and the uh, the domestic abuse uh, with him and his wife, where he abused his wife. Uh,
0: Children. So I'll talk about, Okay, so he's suspended because one of his assistants abused his wife.
1: And he knew about it, and he didn't do anything about it.
0: Is it his job, or is it like the athletic director's job, or somebody well, hired him? The because he's a coach. It's a, it's a co-worker.
1: There is a clause. Technically, it is, because there's a clause in his contract that uh, has to do with a, a moral clause, uh, where he needs to act on certain matters as a mandated reporter when uh, issues like this come about. Um, As far as, you know, the philosophy of whether it's his responsibility to be tied up in that way uh, between the private life of somebody who's under him and, and his wife. uh, Yeah, that's, I think for sure. I mean, if you know something that messed up is going on, I think to be a good person, you got to do the right thing, and uh, and act in some sort of way. Which so it's pretty much
0: it's pretty much the um sort of like the Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, okay. All right.
1: Different level of uh, of transgression, of course.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and, and they're both horrible, horrible things the Penn state was much more vast as far as the sort of uh, the operation that the only thing you can really compare it to is the Catholic church. And you have coaches that, uh, that were, I don't know what their motivation was. I mean, a lot of it's rooted towards protecting the image of the, uh, the institution that certainly with Joe Paterno was the case uh, or I, I don't know what it makes no sense. Why these coaches do this? Or why they think they can just try to cover it up or just think it'll go away? I don't get yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Joe Paterno thing was um, that I don't even have any words for that because, like, you like you're talking child molestation. I'm not saying that um was going on with you know the domestic abuse case with with Urban Myers any any less serious or anything i don't i'm i haven't been paying attention to that to be honest but the uh the joe paterno thing was something you know uh, a little bit more um proliferated and um that i don't understand that shit either to be honest yo i'm sorry like if, if i find out like if i find out you i children like I, I can't that's like me like doing are you doing this podcast knowing that I if you were to find out that I'm a lesson children or some shit right like that's you know that's crazy you got to distance yourself like, I I distance yeah. myself from you yeah. know I don't care if you're related to me you got your child molesting I'm I'm not fucking with you
1: right well yeah, yeah. well the, it's got to go beyond that it's got to you got to do something to stop that and yeah so there's two levels to it. It's okay. Disassociation, which Joe Paterno didn't completely do. I mean, you know, uh, Sandusky suddenly stopped coaching at the peak of his career, but he was still affiliated with Penn state. So he didn't even completely disassociate himself with him. And urban Meyer, I think that's a situation where I think it's a little more comprehensible. I think there's a lot of people, that would sort of overlook that, even though it's the wrong thing to do. I think a lot of people can relate to, sort of looking past that than they can with the child molestation.
0: Right, but it It doesn't make it. the higher case, is that I don't, I'm not, I don't know how like the, you know, the hierarchy set up in a college football organization, but does Urban Meyer have the authority well, no,
1: he's aware of this information. So if you have this information, the the there's a moral obligation, in this case, even a, a not a legal obligation, but ethical within the the institution of Ohio State for him to report this. He reported it to one of the associate ads, and actually one of the things that he asked was uh, how to delete.
0: Who, who suspended him?
1: Uh, the the, NCAA? the Board of Trustees didn't want to suspend him at all, and uh, but it ultimately, um, I mean, this is a fireable offense. For a lot of people would say this is a fireable no, offense. Suspended yeah, him? If, uh, is he uh, suspended by the NCAA? No, the school. The school. This is oh, the, okay. And, and this is a school that fired Jim Trestle for a lack of institutional control, quotation marks, um, because yeah, of... No, not even that. It was like uh, players trading memorabilia for tattoos, which um, on a scale compared to domestic abuse, serious domestic violence, um, shows the hypocrisy.
0: Yeah, can we talk about that? Because like that, that shit to me is like that. That shit to me is crazy. Like they're all over these players, you know, doing shit to get. I guess conversations like that. To me, that the, the fact that they were getting tattoos and not money is is crazy to me. But whatever. But like, they're all over like little violations like that. Like that shit means something. Like who gives a fuck? That's like steroids in baseball. It's bigger fists to fry. Like we're all worried. We're, like all these scandals are breaking out because it's shit like steroids and and fucking college kids wanting to get paid by you know. Like, God forbid, capitalizing on their own shit, you know? Yeah, but
1: I, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't necessarily, there, there could be some type of reform to compensate college athletes a little further, maybe a a stipend of some sort, but I don't think.
0: Which they get, some of them.
1: Yeah, I don't think the complaint that everybody has of, you know, uh, college athletes deserving to get paid, I don't necessarily buy it all that much. Um, it's because yeah. Let's, it, number one. They don't have you. You see the comparison to slavery all the time, it's, which is ridiculous. Because number one, it's a choice to participate in college sports; they're not uh, forced to do it. So there's the big uh, there's the big debunk right there when you compare something like that to slavery. Uh, number two, I mean, this is they're not they're not a oppressed group of people. This is an opportunity for them to showcase their talents. They get, uh, I don't wanna say free tuition because they're exchanging something to get something. And that's a, a scholarship that's worth over $200,000. You're on one of the most visible platforms performing on Prime TV where you have the opportunity to showcase yourself to a league that pays millions of dollars. And even in basketball, other leagues overseas that can give you a good living too. And even if you just walk away not being able to make the pros, and you're able to get a four-year degree, you're able to make these connections uh, to, with different people and network in a way that is definitely advantageous to you. I just don't, I don't buy that complaint that uh, that these are severely exploited, oppressed people because they're nah. college athletes, and that's what a lot
0: of people are arguing. No, I agree with that. Um, I I don't think it's as extreme as people say, and people also – people don't get that these – like some of these kids get a lot of benefits. I don't know if you remember when we were at FAU, there was a point where, you know, a lot of the kids on the team just popped up and, you know, they were all driving that same – let me not – Um, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we didn't have to delete that part out, but they're good. A lot of these college dudes are good. Yeah, they're good. Got
1: you. We got what you're saying. There's a lot of just yeah.
0: And then you get like, don't don't you get like a thousand dollars or some shit? Don't well, some of them, the scholarship players, you get like what a thousand dollars to live off of every month.
1: Off campus, there's a stipend available, but there was an initial there was a ruling a few years ago that got overturned that it was a two thousand dollar stipend. And it got quickly overruled, but for the players who had signed on within that time frame, they were able to still get that $2,000 a month and uh, still benefit from that. But, yeah, I mean, the cost of a college scholarship scholarship is well beyond $200,000. You get meals, you get – you get here there's a lot of money that goes in
0: why should you be stopped from making money i think that's the issue that yeah. people have like oh, then, like i'm not opposed like,
1: to reform but i mean you can... i guess the ncaa gets a lot of crap because they have all these weird rules like you can't have this amount of chocolate milk and you on paper it's just utterly ridiculous but i mean the fact is the institute the college and it's not the NCAA making the rules, it's the institutions. It's a smaller school saying we can't compete with the bigger schools, so they draft up legislation and they say, Well, we need to level the playing field as much as possible. So Alabama and uh, LSU and all these other schools, Duke Duke and Basketball, Carolina, don't have all these greater advantages. Which you, But they do do. They obviously have a bigger advantage. But the okay. whole the whole objective is for the N- NCAA to be this governing body while the institutions operate under that governing body and sort of make the rules themselves, sort of like Congress does. And, you know, you have the executive branch
0: that okay, it checks it but it's not working. Cause you know, like I get what you're saying, but you know, Tell if like any of this shit was effective, huh? Tell me
1: why it's not working.
0: HBCUs still can't compete because you know, if the level, if the playing field was truly equal,
1: NCAA, is what is it because of the NCAA that HBCUs can't compete? Well,
0: you know I'm saying, like, you're saying that they make these rules so that the playing field could be all equal, and like that just sounds good on paper, but that's not the fucking case. It's not because if right, if the playing field was equal, you know, this with the rules as is, or any type of or with any type of reform. Or no reform, HBCUs would dominate. Yeah, so then,
1: interesting note about that.
0: Well, then will never be equal.
1: William Roden, uh, Bill Roden, used to be on the Sports Reporters when that was around on ESPN. He wrote a book called $40 Million Slaves uh, based on the concept of equating athletes. just going back to a previous note, uh, c- comparing athletes to slaves and and not because basically the first part of the book is diminishing the breaking down the concept that uh slavery is not necessarily associated with wealth and he called it horse jockey syndrome where really early during the slave times there were horse jockeys that made a lot of money you know they were sort of above um you know uh you know, you had your tiers of slaves and they were one of the higher tiers, but they were still slaves at the end of the day that were still able to live in extravagance. So he makes that parallel and ultimately uh, is just arguing that modern day professional college athlete, uh, pro- uh, modern day professional and college athlete don't have as much of a uh, control over, you know, their actions because it's dictated by what uh, their experience is in sports. You know, uh, they can't say certain things in the media because their organizations won't let them. But, I mean, again, ultimately, do they have the choice to participate in that or not? He argues no.
0: because yeah, pro athletes, To I mean, to a different extent, but, you know, pro athletes are pretty censored.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately everybody is, though. Yeah. Everybody is. Like, yeah, you have a job. We all have jobs. And if we do something to distress the employer, we're going to put ourselves at risk. So, right. um, I mean, it was an interesting book, but I don't necessarily agree with the premise. But one of the things he talked to Chris Weber about was, why didn't the Fab Five go to HBCU school? And, you know, you, you knew you guys were all going to the NBA anyway. Why didn't you do this? You could have uh, just made history that way, and sort of just sort of like the whole concept of of, uh, you know empowering black businesses and that type of uh, um, initiative. And Chris Weber ultimately just said like the HBCUs just their facilities can't compete. It's just it's uh, it's something that basically he couldn't even fathom doing because just the facilities were so. Much less compared to the other schools,
0: and which I will only be there for a year. That's a good question. Like all these these one and done athletes, like what if they went to HBCUs? Like what have RJ Barrett, Zion Williamson, and that whole Duke squad, you know, instead of going, Canadian, Duke, which so I don't know if
1: the- RJ Barrett's Canadian, so I don't know if he's got that same type of uh, experience to to be that.
0: So, okay, yo, there's plenty of Canadians that go to HBCUs. Like, Howard has plenty of people in D.C. has plenty of people from Toronto out here and and from Montreal. Hmm?
1: Not because they have the option to go to Duke and they choose an HBCU instead.
0: Oh, you're crazy, bro. What? Like, you you think – so you think people – you think people – so you you really think that everybody – people are at HBCUs because they couldn't get anywhere else? I didn't that say what that. you're saying? No,
1: I didn't say that. I'm talking about an athlete.
0: Um, being recruited. But you, no, I understand that. Being right, recruited
1: said, to go to Duke in basketball.
0: I, right. In basketball. Okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right. But okay. why not though? I'm why, not if, if one, if if you know you if you know you're gonna be one and done. Huh? If you know you're gonna be one and done, why not spend that one year at a fucking HBCU?
1: Because I think you're underestimating. The growth that could be experienced being under a program, a competitive program. Bro.
0: Okay. And that's For some... being
1: pitched to kids when they're recruiting. When, when
0: How much came with that one year though?
1: That's huge. One year, come on, man, that's huge. Bro,
0: Zion Williamson is NBA ready. That 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 dude needs to be. He he needs to be okay. a fucking Sacramento He's King ready. next He's year.
1: More NBA ready under a program like Duke than he would be Florida.
0: If this was ten years ago, these dudes would be in the NBA. RJ Barrett would be NBA bound. Okay, I no. ain't would to NBA bound.
1: Okay, but listen, there's nobody in this circle who's uh, like when it comes to just you cannot overlook the importance of being in a competitive atmosphere when, when you're at that high of a level.
0: You, Have you seen the dudes that that these dudes play outside of AAU? Did when they're in high school, they're not competing other than AAU games, like it's like especially if you go to a fucking private school, like if you go to if you go to a private school in South Carolina, like Zion Williamson did, he's playing against like you know little five foot eight, you know one hundred and thirty pound yeah, white, white kids. Yeah. Like there is That's no true. competition in Zion Williamson's league, right? No.
1: But he can benefit. Going
0: to from a private school, in South Carolina.
1: He can benefit from more competition.
0: He does, and during AAU, that's what AAU is for.
1: I mean, AAU is not the same as just being at, yes. at a, at, under a program like Duke where you practice day in and day out against other great basketball players that push.
0: So Howard Cass coming in the league at, you know, before, because they, they only made the one-and-done rule, were the, the one-year-in-college rule, what, 2006? So Howard Cass coming in the league and prospering back then. They and you can't they tell what these dudes, huh?
1: The success oh, wasn't that, that, great. that. Kobe guy,
0: that Kobe guy didn't prosper. Jermaine O'Neal didn't prosper. Oh, uh, man. your friend Kevin oh, Garnett didn't prosper.
1: Martell Webster, I mean, there's a lot of for every. Martell
0: <laughs> Webster still in the league. Or he was until a couple. Martell Webster had a long ass career.
1: Martell Webster had a decent career, but uh, he was a number six pick. He didn't live up to his expectation. But no, uh, a lot of
0: college dudes Martel
1: don't. Had a good career. But Webster had a good career. But there's a lot of guys that fell through the cracks coming. Okay. The people, people,
0: people who spent four years in college do, too, all the time. Like the success rate just isn't that fucking high in professional sports, no, sports period. So what are you saying? Not,
1: but they got their college degree.
0: So in, in, in fucking in, in African studies?
1: So what? They can still put that on their resume. And what's wrong with that?
0: In basket weaving,
1: it's what you make of it. It's what you make of your degree. But no, okay. listen. At the end of the day, listen. At the end of the day, I'm not saying that they can't be successful if they go to an HBCU. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there's a competitive advantage to going to a, a program like that. There's an argument for that. Now, but if you if you're, you're one, you're, done. you're making a social argument. You're making an argument as far as being um, socially transcendent and that is certainly worth something. That's something that is beyond basketball. That's beyond sports. But it's right. like,
0: like... You know we want it done, though. That's what, what I'm trying to say is you don't need that competition. Huh? You don't need that competition for a year. Like, you're good. You could That's be in the league true. right now. Yes, That's a off year. You,
1: definitely need. you can never overlook a day to get better. You, you, you tell yourself. I
0: mean, not AAU. And in, in, in HBCU. in the, in the MEAC. Yeah, like ain't no hoopers in the Miag.
1: I didn't say that. I'm saying that there's a different level of basketball at higher levels that pushes you. That is, can you just acknowledge there's a competitive advantage to playing to to breed better basketball at a program like Duke than there is at Norfolk State?
0: After one year, there's it, it wouldn't matter one, if you're NBA one, ready, one if you're fucking NBA ready, one, you're NBA ready.
1: Skip a year. Like, just you're just looking at it on paper. Just think about what's happened that year.
0: You know, a lot of these dudes now, instead of going to college, they're going overseas and shit. Like, you know, the Brandon Jennings route. Like, two, huh? There's
1: like two guys Moody A, Jennings. Not a lot of guys, more guys are going to college.
0: What about these? What about these European dudes? Like, you think those European leagues are that sick?
1: Oh. Doncic was in one of the most competitive professional leagues out there. Like that's
0: uh, is nice, that's, but they, these leagues still aren't that crazy. They're, they're you know they're filled with like dudes who went to mid majors and shit. These yeah, leagues are aren't grown men. They're
1: grown men. men. that twenty four, 25 years old. They mop the floor with any college team.
0: Uh, not really. I don't, not mean, not. Yeah, Where's Don? What country is Doncic from?
1: Uh, shoot. What's he? Croatian.
0: I know Croatians could ball, but um no.
1: A Serbian? I don't know. But one uh,
0: of the you know, those those um those Slavic. I got, is that Slavic? Eastern or huh?
1: Eastern European, somewhere. Yeah.
0: Baltic. Those are the Baltic states. I think those are Baltic states. Anyway, though, yeah, those those states they they could ball, but they're not like they they wouldn't. I'm telling. you. Not they wouldn't beat Duke. They, but, they 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 wouldn't beat any D one team. What? That's crazy. No.
1: they're professionals.
0: So no, so? they because would- no the the competition. It's like you said, the competition ain't the same. If the competition ain't the same in the MIAC, no, you no, know, so like, like uh, I'm hmm?
1: talking to somebody who plays overseas uh, in the summertime because I had this argument with somebody else uh, about how a friend of mine was saying how. You know, college. It's so much better. To, I don't. I don't understand why Luca Johnson's getting all this hype playing in college. Oh, Johnson, Nice. Right. But he was saying basically his competition's bad, and I told him the competition in a professional league in Spain is much more significant than it is in the NCAA, which you know is bad. it's false.
0: Oh, it's because better. you have you have dudes, and, and I'm not like awesome. knocking overseas, but the best dudes in those leagues, a lot of them went to mid majors.
1: So what? But now. Do you know how much better they probably are from age 19, 20, 21 to 26, 27, where they become strong, full-grown men, develop. They have all the time to devote towards becoming better at basketball. They're full-time basketball players. No, they're not stupid. They're just basketball players. And they're better coached. They're, they just have more exposure to the game. And they learn how to play the game better. They are better basketball players and they play on better teams, and they would absolutely destroy any NCAA team.
0: I would take Norfolk State to beat the team. Loyola
1: Loyola, Loyola went to the Final Four, man.
0: Loyola will wax any of them squads in fucking Serbia, Macedonia, and all that shit.
1: You're crazy, man. You're crazy to think of. I I talked to somebody who played in the NCAA uh, this past summer, and I asked – he's playing in Germany now. I asked what, what would happen if uh, one of the pro teams overseas played at NCAA. He said they'd, they'd win by 50. Mm. They'd win by – it wouldn't even be close. He didn't even consider. He didn't even consider. He didn't say, uh, oh, he didn't even waffle. He just said it would be a blowout. It wouldn't even be close. And his words were that those are grown men over there. You I mean, shit, like, they may be better athletes in the NCAA, you got physically gifted people, but they're still eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old.
0: Yo, Zion Williamson will go over there and lift all, all right? them dudes to the work.
1: This
0: is the truth, man. I can't wait till he's in the league. Jesus Christ! I
1: mean, it'll be definitely interesting. It's because uh, I I know there's doubters out there about him, um, but just yeah,
0: he he kind of like he reminds me of. Um, Isaiah Ryder, or J.R. Ryder, but J.R. Ryder was his own worst enemy. Like, J.R. Ryder could have been one of the greatest, but he, he stopped himself. Like, he's like J.R. Ryder, but more athletic than J.R. Ryder's already athletic ass. Like, that's, that's well,
1: scary. The 90s is filled with guys that never lived up. Yeah, and it's different now because
0: we learn from them.
1: Absolutely. And and now you got people around guys like Jason Tatum that are basically Jason Tatum. Like you listen to that guy, the guy, the kid's 19, 20 years old, and he's as polished as you can be as a professional athlete. And a lot of that is most of that is him, of course. But a lot of that is being coached and groomed to handle that.
0: Hey, I mean, he grew up like Larry Hughes is his, his, what his uncle?
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I know he's from St. Louis, so i i didn't know about that connection. So
0: you know, I don't be believing these, you know, these, these basketball relationships. Like every nice baller from like one city got to be related, but yeah, according according to him, like Larry Hughes is his uncle. But the, exactly. either way, like he grew up under him or whatever. Yeah, I never even believed T Mac and Vince Carter were cousins. I could be a hundred percent wrong about that. I just <laughs> never believed it because you know, like we're from the South. Like I, you know, in the town I'm from. Like, we're all, like, everybody's my cousin. Like, even my close homeboy for years, I just say you're my cousin. We call that country cousins. And, yeah. you know, when you uh, find these small towns in the South, we're good. all cousins.
1: You guys are all kissing cousins down the
0: South. Unless you're a girl. And oh. like, we're not related to none of the girls. <laughs> like, my, like, my bros, like, like me and, like, you know, the dudes who I, like, grew up with since, like, little, we all call ourselves cousins. So, okay. but, yeah. Yeah, Tatum came up with uh, Larry Hughes. Um, um, then he go then he play ball. Then he go to the same school as um Otto Porter.
1: He went to Chaminade.
0: Yeah, that's where Otto Porter went. Okay, I believe either Otto Porter or Bradley Bill, one of those two went there.
1: Bradley Bill is from St. Louis, I think East St. Louis or something.
0: Uh, but no, right, from the Bradley's from side. He
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of good ball players out of St. Louis.
0: Oh, yeah, but like uh, a,
1: a lot of these guys, you know, I mean, a lot of them they do the camps, and I don't know if when they're fourteen, fifteen, and they show this promise, really young, and I imagine, you know, some of these guys just take them under their wing, yeah, treat them like family, so or be a mentor to them. And
0: in the older yeah. generations is to do that. It's a new thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why, like, people in the – That's why the, the you know a lot of these hoopers. Artists in general in the 90s, like Hoopers, rappers, actors in the 90s, like they all had these tragic endings because, you know, previous generations, there, I mean, there was nobody to really look up to. And people, you know, the people who were in those positions didn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, it was, there was no roadmap. I mean, a lot of it was the first of their kind. I mean, look at Stefan Marbury. Uh, And he was sort of the later 90s, but. I mean, I imagine it's his kind of career kind of just not ended tragically. he still had a good career, but yeah. it was it was it was not stable it was not roller coasterish, and you don't seem to have much of that in the game now. I nah. mean Eric Rose might be the closest thing
0: I mean but Derek Rose is due to injury, not due to you know just you know being a wild Brooklyn guy. <laughs>
1: family though. Um, hmm? bad advice from family members.
0: What was his advice, what was his bad advice from well, family members? Brother
1: Reggie Rose, just uh just as far as Derek always had like uh these things he would say to the media like, Oh, I don't wanna I wanna walk at my my uh, son's graduation and when he was kind of pressed for why aren't you playing, you know and he said something like that and that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and a lot of it was to uh to his relationship with his brother and how a lot of people suspected that his brother was calling the shots. So um I don't what's
0: know. What's the problem so hold on, Becca. What, what's the problem with that? Him wanting to walk at his kid's graduation? He 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 wants his knees? Yeah. That's a problem.
1: That itself's not a problem, but I mean if you're cleared by the doctors to to play basketball, and that's your job, um,
0: it's his knees though, <laughs> like right. No, I mean yeah, well, not, sure. it's the same thing that Kawhi is going through. He's not coming back till he's ready. He's the fucking star, like that. That's that's what these teams don't have, gonna have to understand. Like y- y'all don't, y'all need the players more than the players need you guys. So I don't blame Derrick Rose, and I'm pretty sure it's, that's similar to what Kawhi is going through, yeah. or Kawhi went through in San Antonio.
1: How Kawhi's uncle may be involved in his situation too.
0: Shit, sure, these people go. I'm a hundred percent for it. But not your good. your health is more important than or, you know putting money in these pockets.
1: I'm not speaking on a bad, bad or good. I mean, if, if that's what you want out of your career. Uh, that's your that's your choice to make if the team's going to deal with it and pay you for it that's their choice to make
0: and they are that I mean like you know every player can't do that you know a Kawhi Leonard could do that um Kawhi can- I don't think Kawhi is all that great if it being on like I mean Kawhi is what, Kawhi that, could move. I, don't I think he's super. For-
1: what did you just say
0: I don't think Ka- I don't think Kawhi is the superstar. I think Kawhi is a good basketball player, and you know I'd be happy to have him on my team. Okay. But I don't think Kawhi is like like I don't think Kawhi goes to LA. It makes LA, uh, it makes LA competitive with Golden State. I'll put it like that.
1: Well, who can go to, who can do that right now and, and make LA competitive with Golden State?
0: That boy in New Orleans. Who the other boy in New Orleans who's going to be a free agent next year?
1: All right, if Anthony, if it's Anthony and LeBron, AD and LeBron, that alone is not good enough to beat Golden State.
0: No, because Golden State is just, Golden State is just yo. Golden State is Stano's. You uh, just okay. just but, nothing you could do about them until they until they're ready to give up the crown. It's on them. Celtics, Nobody.
1: Celtics are the biggest threat, but either way, <laughs> why is a top five player in the league if he's playing?
0: Hell no! What yeah, hell,
1: he is. No. yeah! He is. are you kidding me? Hell fucking kidding me no. dude! Did you see what he did to Golden State before he got hurt? Before Zaza went nothing. Right? Like Kawhi is a top five player, and I know you say better, and you are crazy. We already had this.
0: Decision. <laughs> yeah, we did, right? You are, oh Yo, yeah, yeah, bro. You mentioned something?
1: Player in the league. Uh, I mean the 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 best perimeter defender in the league for for sure. I think Draymond vers- versatility wise is a, is uh, the best defender, but Kawhi is off the charts when it comes. He's to-
0: okay. He, I mean, you know, like this is an offensive league, man. Like yeah, Kawhi is great off defense. Fuck but... but twenty five
1: and game. Come on, man. You're not watching enough of Kawhi Leonard. I know he missed a whole year, but Kawhi's is top five.
0: I don't think again. He could ball. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I Good. like top five. You're putting him in the same conversation as KD, Steph, he's Russ. Like, he's not in that conversation to me.
1: Yes,
0: nah. He's he's, he's a tier below
1: because he's being a baby. But he's he's uh, being a
0: baby. He's protecting his assets. He's looking out for himself, and I ain't got no problem with that.
1: Do that for sure. But he's still he's a top five player. That's no doubt about that. Yeah, all right. but um, I think you're just getting okay. tired. I think it's time for bed. Unless you got anything else to talk about, what are we, what else is? There? I mean, you
0: don't pay attention. You haven't been paying. You can watch the VMAs. No, neither. But, know, but you know, you haven't been paying attention to Nicki Minaj, huh?
1: Nicki Minaj. I saw somebody was making fun of her ass. Look. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's. You filled with cottage cheese or something.
0: I mean I mean you gotta take care of that stuff. Like it's not like you don't just get like one operation and then you know, that's that. You gotta you gotta like
1: go to a personal trainer, get through some glute exercises.
0: Nah, it's not even that. Like that stuff, like the the, the substance that they put in it is not meant to last. You gotta keep getting it done up. You know, you gotta you gotta maintain it. It's like a like a oil change every five years for that shit. Oh.
1: I think she would know that. No? Well I mean she's had why is she even wearing that if she know she didn't have anybody to tell her like
0: uh something's wrong with Nikki. I don't I mean, I, something's not right with Nikki right now. Um um, you know, people That's say fair. like that they're starting like she she's showing signs of, you know, God bless the dead, but I I've seen, you know, a couple people say like she's showing, you know, signs of Whitney Houston like of Whitney Houston during her last days, like not saying that, you know, Nikki's going down that route, per se, but like, she's, you know, she's just doing erratic shit, and saying erratic shit, and it's just like, you know, it, you can't help but scratch your head and, you know, hope that she's okay. I and I that. think, like, what she wore to the grannies, Grammys, you know, with her you know, with her ass in that type of shape just shows that something. She's not all there. She's, she's not all there right now.
1: I saw. Her, uh, what was she on the Breakfast Club? Uh, having a little uh, little tiff with Charlamagne.
0: When was she on the Breakfast Club?
1: I thought I saw it on his Instagram. He posted it on the Instagram. And uh... Nikki. yeah,
0: no, she was. I think she got in. She got into a DJ self. I could be true. I don't think Nikki was on the Breakfast Club. Okay. Nikki hasn't been on the Breakfast Club in a while. Like she doesn't really, you know, do Charlamagne like that. But she. She got into it with DJ Self, who's another DJ on Power 105. Okay. Okay. But, well, um,
1: hey, listen. Best of luck to her, you know?
0: Yeah. You know I mean? hope she's all right. You know.
1: Hey, you know.
0: Listen to the Travis Scott album? No. The album.
1: I don't know. Uh, no. The one who looks like ASAP Rocky?
0: Yeah. You're saying that like that's like ridiculous to, for me to even ask.
1: No, Astro World. It's called. Correct. Correct. I saw him play basketball. It was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen.
0: So, because he can't, who means horrible?
1: He's he he did a crossover and his leg, like got paralyzed or something. And he starts dragging his leg. And what's crazy is, how does he get how does he get women like Kylie Jenner when he plays basketball he like Kendall. that? I think. Being able to... It matters. ...is a requisite for getting uh, attractive women.
0: Boarding your celibate <laughs> Explains I, a lot. Huh? <laughs> Explains a lot. What? If playing basketball... If playing basketball is the prerequisite no, for attractive women...
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, okay, it's not... It's not I just think after seeing that, after seeing a human being play basketball like that, it makes the Master P and
0: Quavo should be the only rappers who get women in, if that's the case. Who? Master P and Quavo are the only two rappers I've seen that no matter who.
1: ...able to play basketball. I'm talking the way he did, just what he did. He just if you haven't seen the video and you just see this and and rappers can't hoop, but this wasn't, I'm not talking about just not being able to hoop. This was, this was like something where you needed an intervention, you know, Uh, even though there's really nothing for him to gain out of being good at basketball, just, there was just, it was just bad. It was just really bad. Just not a lick of athletic ability and it makes you wonder like how does somebody like that get one of the most I don't, I don't know, I don't I wanna say powerful, but you know, uh
0: No, nah, she's pretty powerful. That that's someone that's I a billionaire, know, right?
1: Close to a billionaire.
0: I would say she's pretty powerful.
1: I guess so. I guess so. And she's attractive. And you she's know okay. that's she's attractive. Like I I know a lot of people try to knock the Kardashians and and uh
0: I wouldn't put her in my top five Kardashians.
1: Well, there's only five of them, right?
0: Okay, so she makes it by default. I wouldn't put her in my top well, three Kardashians. Rob,
1: to count on. Oh. Uh there's six. But... I'll put
0: Chris above her.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I mean Chris like Chris, you know, I'm sure she was okay in her day. OJ probably messed with her.
0: I heard um Chloe's OJ's dad.
1: Chloe's OJ's dad? I mean OJ
0: is Chloe's dad. Imagine that. I could see
1: her having a penis.
0: Yo, so speaking of Kardashians, I'm gonna close with this funny ass story. So like oh, a wait, couple wait, years Kylie's, ago. Kylie's, uh,
1: Kylie's, Kylie's top three.
0: Uh no. <laughs> That's yeah. a no. But like funny story. Um I'm with my uncle. So my uncle is like What's up, uncle? Huh? Oh. Say what?
1: Just shouting out your uncle.
0: Yeah, so I was my uncle. So he lives in LA. He's like um he's a fairly successful business guy. Um
1: Can I get an investment? Huh? We gotta talk about investments after. Go on.
0: Nah, cause he's gonna want some, but um <laughs> That's part of what yeah, so, he's like so he like he um how can I put this? He always wants you to join if you're part of his family, he always wants you to join his business. Rightfully so, you know. Rightfully so. So he's, you know, he likes to sell. He likes to, and he's all. one of those people. He's always selling. Every every time you talk to him, he's he's trying to sell you something, but just not directly. He's, you know, he's he's a master salesman, always selling. So he's just, um, he's showing me pictures in his phone. He's going through pictures, and he's just showing me all these people, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Like he knows, you know, a lot of people in LA. He's a, you know, pretty well connected guy in LA. Okay, and his- like telling people who I just don't even know, you know, he's you know he's a fifty year old man, so I don't I don't know the people he fucking knows. I don't care about these people, so he's just like, oh, here's Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm just like, cool, cool. And he goes, yeah, there's um, yeah, here's us with Chris Jenner, blah blah blah. And I'm like, hold the fuck up, back up. You've been out here frolicking with Kardashians. And he didn't even fucking tell me. And he just, like, plays it off all cool. He's like, yeah, me and Kristen go, you know, Ronda and Kristen go way back. You know, he just called her by her full name and shit. I'm like, okay.
1: So that's his wife, back. Ronda? Say what? Did Ronda and Chris go way back? I assume that's his wife. His wife is
0: Ronda, yeah. That's his wife. Like, they... Uh,
1: alright,
0: alright. They They used to run in the same circle back in the day, but yeah, pretty interesting story, but I'll let you go. I know you got to be up at like two in the morning, so
1: yeah,
0: yeah. You know, drink some chamomile tea. I'm
1: on the Steve Harvey some- schedule, you know. Hmm. I'm on the Steve Harvey schedule.
0: Cool. Just don't let me catch you dressing like him.
1: <laughs> Why does everybody make fun of his suits? That's become a punchline.
0: Do you see his suits?
1: Yeah, uh, I guess. I'm a
0: Hillary fan. You know, they dress the same, so.
1: I'm a Hillary fan.
0: Yeah, you, you want to Hillary train?
1: No, nah, I just voted for her. But I mean, she, uh, she's okay. She's not. I don't think she's as bad as some people say she is. I don't think she's as good as some people say she is. But that's where I stand.
0: But I, she dresses just like Steve Harvey.
1: So, all right. um, cool. I look out for that. Hey, you have a good night.
0: All right, you too, man. It's so, no, with the mixtape. We're out here. See ya. Peace.